The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by betonline.ag. We love those guys. The online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. They know that this is the podcast you come to for winners in the NFL and they want to sponsor it. And congrats to them. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. His name is Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Steve, glad to have you aboard. Lots to talk to. We're going to have Dave Mason from Bet Online. Always enjoy when you and Dave Mason go back and forth. Uh, the handicapper for Bet Online. I feel like I learned a lot just like through osmosis, just through listening. I don't even know. What is osmosis, Bri? Before I, I won't even ask Steve that. Bri, do you know what osmosis is? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you can't explain it, can you? Sure, I can. Yeah. What is it? It is a process by which molecules of a solvent tend to pass through a semi permeable membrane from a less concentrated solution into a more concentrated one, thus equalizing the concentrations on each side of the membrane. Bri. You are really, really quick on the on the internet machine. Really quick. <laughs> How old that you just impressive. sounded right there? The internet machine. Internet machine. That was impressive. How quickly you pulled it up on the internet machine because you clearly did not know what osmosis was. At any rate, we're going to have Dave Mason. We got a bunch of stuff to get into. I want to get Dave Mason's thoughts just kind of rehashing the NCAA attorney masters. Hear how the books did on that stuff. Um, and then move on to some other things, NBA playoffs. I know Steve has some thoughts on uh, Patrick Reed and Tiger Woods moving forward. A lot to get to here. So without further ado, I, did I tell you my Twitter handle? I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, the former NFL offensive lineman. I told you about Steve. Let's do it. All right, so Dave, we don't do this that often. We usually spend most of the time looking forward, you know, movement, odds, but we didn't get you on before the NCAA tournament or before the Masters. So I guess I'm just curious, uh, looking back on it now, how did the NCAA tournament end up doing for you guys? What was the what what, what were the, the highs and lows, if you will? Uh, it was decent. 
it wasn't you know our best of NCAA tournaments, but it, the overall action was decent. Um, you know, it, it's one of the biggest events of the year, of course. And then um, you know it started slow, but it, towards the end the action got better and better. Um, we ended up lose. We lost on the championship game. It was the biggest bet championship game in the history of the company. Biggest bet final four in the history of the company. The result really didn't go our way. The public was on Villanova, so. Kudos to them for that, and kudos to Villanova. They absolutely were dominant the whole tournament. Um, so the final four games were okay. Um, you know, we, we actually needed Villanova versus Kansas, so that went well. Um, but overall, decent tournament. The action was good, especially towards the end. The big, biggest bet championship game in the history, we, we did lose. So um, whatever. Congratulations to the betters, and congratulations to Villanova. So, Dave, what – you said started out slow. Do more people like talk to me about the money bet on the first and second round versus the Sweet Sixteen round versus the Final Four? Well, I'm curious. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it start out slow is a little. <laughs> I guess I meant from our standpoint of what we won loss. It wasn't the best margin wise for us, but no, I mean the NCAA tournament. It, it's those first few days are. Are crazy the action that's coming in um last year was better than this year um but no it, the action was good um it's it's one of the biggest bet events of the year you know next to the super bowl and kick off the nfl and that kind of stuff so we were happy with the action could have been better early on but it, we, we picked up the steam as it went on what what are you typically um rooting for a lot of people early on Betting on the underdogs, and you guys are rooting on the favorites, or vice versa. Now, nah, usually, I mean, usually the the public's on the chalk. I mean, you know, the public is usually on the favorites, and you know, the NCAA tournament is kind of interesting too because a lot of the a lot of the uh, recreational betters they 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 take those seeds into account too. So, I, I I mean, I can't think of a specific game, but let's say uh, a twelve seed is only like two point underdog versus a five seed people. The recreational guys will really think that's out of whack when history says it really isn't that out of whack. Those teams are a lot closer, you know, it, but they'll look at those seeds and see, wow, only two point spread. So they'll think that favorite, there's a lot more value on the favorite. So they'll pound that favorite. You know what I mean? So they, they, it's kind of unique where the, the betters seem to, the recreational betters at least, seem to take those seeds into account too. So, you know, if there, there's a, a wide margin in the seeds, but the point spread really isn't that wide. They'll pound that favorite even more. So, you know, it's kind of – it's always interesting to see games like that, you know, where, you know, the the, the, the odds and the sharps, they all know that this this game is going to be a lot closer than the seeding, the seeding suggests. But the recreational guys just look at that seeding and say, whoa, something's wrong here. They, you know, 13 against a four and it's only whatever, five points or whatever, pound it, you know, something like that. So uh, that's always interesting to see every every year. Steve always talks about, you know, rather than betting a certain team to win it, to just bet that team to win each game. I'm assuming, Steve, if someone did that with Villanova, you probably don't have the numbers in front of you, but if someone did that with Villanova, they probably made a lot of money. They actually did not make a lot of money. The reason being is Villanova destroyed their first two opponents, including Alabama, by 20-plus and beat everybody in the tournament by double digits. So their power rating spiked so high that their money lines were sky high. It turns out if you started with a dollar and bet them throughout the tournament, you'd only wind up with a little less than $4. 
If you'd bet them pre-tournament, I believe it bet online, you could have gotten them 5-1, to one, so an exception to the rule. Dave, I wanted to ask you, I would think, although you said you lost in the finals in your futures pool, bettors don't like to bet the prohibitive favorite or the number one favorite and only get four or five to one on a team like Villanova. I imagine you scoop the pot, taking down everyone who took flyers on all the other teams, right? Yeah, we did. We did good on the futures. Not at not as you know. We those futures are open all year, so we we uh, we were you know Villanova was a popular bet all throughout the season, so. We profited, but, you know, probably if you're just talking um, action we took, you know, from Selection Sunday on, yes, you're correct. But you factor in all that money came in during the season. I mean, they were, they were, I think, the second most popular bet count, which doesn't really relate 100% to how much the public won because they did have some of the shorter sides throughout the season. But still, you know, they're 8-1, to 10-1. to throughout the regular season and preseason, I think they're 25 to one or so, you know, when we opened them last year. So, you know, we profited, but it wasn't when you factor in the regular season and preseason and, and, and the off season stuff, you know, it wasn't as good as we would think. Another question. We talked about the public betting, the seed numbers. I would imagine the poster child for that, Round one was Miami of Florida, six seed against Loyola, an 11 seed, and the spread was only one and a half. That's got to be the sort of game that the book does great on because the public backs the Miami team laying the one and a half, right? Well, there you go. And thank you. for. I was trying to pull an example out of the air, and I just couldn't think of one. So thank you so much for covering me there. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you, the seeding is five seeds off. Uh, but the spread is only a point and a half. So, you know, the, the, the sharps like yourself and the bookies know what's going on. But, you know, the recreational guys who are looking at those seeds and filling out their brackets and no way in hell a, a 11 team could be the a five team, whatever. And, and oh, my God, only one and a half points. So, yeah, they, they're they're pounding the heck out of, um, you know, the higher seed team that's only given one and a half. Perfect example. What? One more question for you. Uh, I imagine you had a few betters that literally got wiped out playing the bridge jumper money line in parlays or straight up on Virginia. The number one seed finally loses to the number 16. Curious how that result impacted your book. Uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> but, no, we, you know, we we, uh, we we got beat up on the – actually, we got, it helped on parlays, yeah. There's big money line parlays. But, you know, we had a money line out there, and, and uh, there, there were some people betting that money line. Whenever you had those huge underdog money lines, people people like those lottery tickets. So we actually got beat up on that money line on that upset. So um, spread we did okay. It was kind of choppy, to tell you the truth. So that, 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 that specific game actually went to the books uh, or actually went to the players just because of that underdog money line lottery ticket people were placing. What about the Masters? Um, and how much of an impact you saw on your end from Tiger Woods being in it. Does that make a big difference? Massive difference. I mean, you know, it was the biggest bet masters in the history of the company um, by far. Um, it, it was about 35% more action than 2017. And we were – and that, a lot of that, you know, a couple of things. We are, we are growing year, year on year, but – uh, Tiger being back is huge. I mean, the, this the action that was coming. I think it was Sunday. 
before the tournament. So another three or four days of action left to come in. We already had more bets on the futures than we did in 2017's Masters. So, um, yeah, the, the action was great. Um, result was good, very good. You know, Tiger Tiger not placed, not winning, not placed in top 20, top 10, top 5, etc. Um, uh, was really good for the house. We needed a read. Reed was a really good result for the house. Um you know, we got beat up a little bit on Spieth and McElroy finishing top five, top ten, etc. But o- overall, no complaints on the Masters. The action was awesome. And yes, a lot of that has to do with Tiger. It's, it's amazing how much one man, even though he hasn't won a major and going on a decade now, I guess it'll be a decade uh, officially once the U.S. Open happens. Um, I think the U.S. Open, that's the last major he won. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how one guy who, especially who's over the hill and everything can just drive so much action just because he's been, you know, pretty decent as of late and healthy and, uh, hopefully he'll be healthy the rest of the summer because it really, the golf product is just driven on him more than any other sport is driven on any other, uh, player. Um, so yeah, a healthy and half decent tiger is, makes the sports books very happy. As long as he doesn't win, you- if he wins, we we, we would have lost a freaking ton. We would have lost a ton. We had a special promo too. We had a promo. If he wins, we were going to play pay second place out as a winner. So if that hit, we would have got killed on Tiger, and we would have paid paid out second place too. So um, we definitely were rooting against Tiger. What? Um, I guess my question there is how much of it is, and maybe you kind of answered it there, but how much of it is people betting? on tiger versus how much of it is people are going to watch because of tiger so that they're going to bet on on the event in some way when otherwise if they weren't going to watch it they weren't going to bet on it at all yeah it's it's probably both i mean you know tiger was the highest bet count by far i think it was twice as much um was bet on tiger than the next uh golfer which i think was bubba was second so you know, you take a lot of action, but, you know, those guys do come in. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Cool. Tiger's healthy. I'm going to watch it. So I'm going to place a bet on him. But then again, they start betting on all the other props and might take a flyer on, on one of the other golfers. So it's both. Uh, you know, Tiger will be the most popular bet. Will be exposed on Tiger. No, definitely. But there's carryover, too, there that, you know, they're going to bet on other stuff, too. And they're going to bet live betting. We had live betting on all four days for the first time. In history of the company, we did great on that. Um, so all that stuff, yeah, it's both. So Steve, you were saying that you were saying all along fade Tiger, and you also do the live betting stuff on golf, right? Absolutely. And so I actually had a bet on Tiger not to win. I laid twelve to make a dollar, which I thought was a complete bargain right before the tournament started. And various heads up matches matchups, we talked about that and won them all playing the top 10 golfers in the world against Tiger. You know, a question for Dave, one, I won't call it a frustration, but something I'd like to see more of, and I'm with the public here. I have huge interest because of Tiger and largely because the public bets the wrong way and they bet on Tiger. But some of the uh, books, like they just put up their traditional matchups and you had to kind of hunt to find the Tiger matchups and the heads up. I would like to see, because I, and I'm, I don't think I'm alone here, almost like click on a Tiger Woods golf prop. So instead of just normally in the, in the drop-down menu, it's just golf props. 
I'd like right. you to separate all the Tiger Woods ones because I think that's where like half of the people they're only betting on the Tiger Woods ones. That's what's driving the interest. You know, so I, <laughs> we're on the same page. I actually uh, the week before I actually suggested the exact same thing, but <laughs> it didn't happen. You know, I, I wanted Tiger props in the bet menu itself. That way, it just jumps out and. We actually had them earlier. We had the Tiger props listed earlier, and they had a good selection, um, and they were up by themselves for a while, but they're under regular Masters props or something. I forget what. Um, And then as they added more, they kind of got mixed in with the others. But no, I agree. So for something like this, and I'll suggest it for the next major as well. And uh, maybe I'll send them this recording and your voice talking about it. So you, I have a little backup. But yeah, it, that, that's that's kind of marketing stuff that I agree with. Anything to make it easier and jump off the page and make it easier for the the, the common better um, just to find those props. I mean, that's little stuff that, you know, sometimes the guys on the stage don't think about. But the people marketing do. You know, we want the the ease of how to place a bet and how to find the bet. That's what we're always thinking about where they're just put up the numbers. They'll find them. You know what I mean? So it's always kind of a, sometimes your button heads a little bit, but no, I agree 100%. And, uh, I'm going to suggest that again, if we have a healthy tiger heading into the, the next major or two. Ross, you probably don't have this, this problem because you don't, you don't deal with it, but I can tell you as like a football and basketball and baseball better, whenever I venture into betting another sport, the most, the number one frustration that I have as a better is I just can't find it. And to use an right. example, like in soccer, there's so many different leagues that sometimes someone will give me a team to bet and they won't even tell me whether it's the champions league or the English premier league. And of sure. course I should know it, but I don't follow soccer closely enough. So when it's like the premier soccer game, finding a way to feature it and making it go to the top of the menu just helps the square balls like me in those sports that we don't follow. I, I agree 100%. You bring up soccer, and that is such a unique sport where, you know, I'm looking at our, our bet menu now, and it's just, holy hell, there's there's so many, especially since we're a U.S.-facing book. Um, so, you know, 90-plus percent of our action is coming from the U.S., and, you know, there, there's not as many diehard guys in the U.S. for soccer. So um, it, you just have to make it stick out. Um so, you know, I, I've recommended before that maybe we put, you know, we have all the leagues, but maybe, you know, some of those games are for this weekend or even next week. But maybe we just have it, another entry like today's games and, and they can click on the games and all of today's games are in there or something. But you know, soccer is a great, a great example of, of, of the, the challenges of, of making it stand out on your site. What about... um? The Masters, just in terms of your biggest events. I know we talked about this before with the Super Bowl and the NCAA tournament and a big fight like a Mayweather fight. I'm just curious where, you know, kind of on your hierarchy, both the tournament and the Masters fit. Yeah, I mean, it's a tournament, you know, when you're talking hierarchy, you know, you're, you're talking, we, we, it's kind of, the event itself or, or the day itself, you know, you, you know, Super Bowl is the king, of course, but it is only one day. Um, so there's big events. You're talking Super Bowl. You're talking football kickoff is massive. Um, March Madness is right there. It's it's right there in that, you know, top three probably. Um, then you group the next grouping and you're talking about stuff like, uh, you know, Kentucky Derby is a big day, but it is only one day. Um 
a huge fight, a huge fight like that. That McGregor Mayweather fight last summer. I mean, that that was Super Bowl level. That was the biggest sign up day we've ever had in our in the history of the company by far. And that blew out that previous to that, it was the um, Mayweather Pacquiao fight. So that just shows you what a huge fight can do. But unfortunately, those those fights are few and far between. Um, so Masters is probably even that if Tiger's golfing, that is, you know, that's, that's probably in that kind of a third group. You know what I mean? That's that's below the, the the Super Bowl and kickoff and March Madness and that kind of stuff. And if Tiger's golfing, you know, it, it's a cr- couple rungs below, but it's still a big fan. The, the good thing is that, you know, now we're after March Madness, it's quote unquote the slow season. You know, it's 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 one D you have to make although this and Masters even with Tiger is going to be nothing close to March Madness or a Pac, uh, Mayweather fight Mayweather McGregor fight we have to make it the most it can be because now we have to maximize these secondary and tertiary uh, events because we you know so many people left after football and so many people leave after March Madness that we need to um, really capitalize off these as much as possible so although it might not be anywhere near big as a Super Bowl um, we have to try to make it as, be as big as possible, especially from the marketing side of things. We, we have to make as much noise. That's why we had some great promotions, um, you know, for the Masters that people were excited about. So we really have to make as much noise and get as many people excited for the Masters as possible. Um, what about the NFL draft, Dave? Let's let's dive into the NFL Love draft it. a little bit. You know, we're a couple weeks away now. How has that? How has that typically been for you? And and where do most people? How do most people lay bets on that? Well, you know, it's funny as a good segue into this because I mean, this, this is the kind of event that used to just be, eh, what the hell? Let's put up odds in NFL draft. There's nothing else to do this weekend. You know, it's in that slow season and it's fun to talk about. And they'll be talking about ESPN, take some bets, whatever. This is turning into a massive betting event, and I know Vegas is now offering odds on this too. I think they're finally like, holy hell, we're, we might be missing out on something here. Um, it, it, it is huge. Last year, I mean, last year we tripled. It's always getting bigger and bigger, but last year we tripled the action compared to 2016. And just looking at the early numbers, our, our guys put up some a lot of early stuff already, and and we're gonna we're gonna exceed that. By far, it looks like you know we got more stuff coming. It's it's such a fun event. I mean, you know, like I said, we're U.S. facing books, so NFL and football are bread and butter. Um, so I always like it again from a marketing standpoint because you know after the Super Bowl, it, it's such a challenge to keep a lot of those football guys around. A lot of them, if they're up money that Monday after the Super Bowl, they're asking for a withdrawal. You know what I mean? Or if they're busted out, that they busted out in the Super Bowl. You're not going to see them again until next late August, early September. But what we see is a lot. This this gives us an opportunity to talk to these guys again, right? In that you know, in April, um, instead of you know August and and September, we're talking to them about NFL again, and it has turned into a very big uh, betting event where a lot of these guys who we haven't seen since the Super Bowl do start. reloading their accounts or if they have money in there they're coming back and they're betting this event because it is turning into such a, a big betting event so you know it, it is a lot we put a lot of energy into it we always have a really good offering we're going to be offering live betting during part of the first round this year 
Not sure how long, at least the first 10 picks, because um, there there is a big appetite out there for NFL draft betting. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at the action now. It, it's it's through the roof on stuff we, we've had up there for a little while. Um, so, yeah, we, we always love the NFL draft. Steve, what questions do you have about the NFL draft going into it from a betting standpoint? I think um... – Instead of a question, I'm going to – well, I guess I'll make the question, can I request a special prop? And I really think you write a ton of action over under on the number of picks it's going to take to get the top three or the top four quarterbacks. Example, Darnold Rosen and Allen um, set their over the, – the composite of over under of those three at, say – uh, eight and will they go over or under something along those lines? Cause I think that the betters love to bet on quarterbacks chosen in the first round. And I think if you do more props associating with the, the glamor quarterbacks, you'd write a ton of action. No, absolutely. And you know, I was just talking with our props manager the other day and, and we have more stuff coming and, and, and you're right. It's the glamor positions that do take most of the action. You know, you can, even with like the NFL Combine a month ago, you know, I, I've learned over the years, you know, I'm trying to handicap there the 40, the 40 on some defensive back. And it's, it's just a kind of a waste of time because at the end of the day, the betters are going to bet, bet on the 40-yard dash for the running back or the wide receiver. They just aren't betting that. So, no, you're you're 100% right that, that uh, the more odds on the glamour positions, definitely. I mean, uh, I look at I'm looking at our – overall number one pick and and just the action already coming in on this the exposures are just through the roof i mean the sock barkley oh my god look at that exposure <laughs> big red number uh they're betting rosen mayfield a little bit we'll be rooting for josh allen and sam darnold but no definitely more of those props are to come we already had the second quarterback selected action's good on that um second running back selected since the first running back is pretty much a sure thing um First wide receiver selected, but yeah, definitely more more uh, quarterback props are coming, and I, and I'll uh, I'll throw that suggestion to the props guys, see what they can come up with. And one of the challenges you face is when you're drafting these props, similar to the Super Bowl props, you got to be very very careful with the language. For instance, trying to put a point spread on where a team is, uh, one player is going to go versus another. What does a minus six and a half really mean? That's got to be a problem to make sure that the wording is absolutely uh, clear cut to the betters, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I almost, you know, when it comes to those matchups, I almost, I mean, I've always suggested and, um, you know, just trying to find, not even trying to avoid the spread, man. That's just one more thing to look, look at, one more thing to confuse the betters. Um, I've always been more of, you know, just try to guy find two guys that are right about the same, you know, the same uh, spot in the draft and then just, you know, choose one side. So that seems to be so much easier to understand and then the creates less problems. I, I agree completely is try to find the guys on the mock drafts. that are like 50, 50 and say, who's yeah. going to go first, Saquon Barkley or Baker Mayfield props like that. Everyone can understand, right? 100%. And you, and you can, you can, you can still get a little funky, you know, if you want to, pair up the two uh georgia running backs and make one you know minus 200 the other one take back plus 160 or whatever go for it you know but but you know it's just you know even i look at those 
spreads on some of these guys, you know, spreads on where the one will go versus yeah, it's just one more thing to look at, then you're counting backwards, you know, and it's just kind of just kind of starting to get confused. So yeah, definitely money line versus money line. Who goes first? Keep it simple. With the Georgia running backs, they tell me that uh, Michelle should be like a minus four fifty favorite over Chubb. I know all the money's been on him. Um, but you never can be certain until they actually pick, right? That's that's right. And you know, I, I was I, we don't have that one open yet. We're going to have it. Um, I know. I still think Vegas had it open, and I was shocked by their opening <laughs> opening number. Uh, you know, I was out. I wasn't thinking four fifty, but I was thinking a lot closer to two sixty open or something like that, or closer to three hundred. So uh, we'll see what we open at. But but you know, I was surprised. But but once again. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You never know in a draft. All it takes is one team to be enamored with a player. Dave, that's all I have. Really appreciate it. Love, love, love getting your side of it and hearing about the draft. Kind of gets me fired up. I'm going to be there, and who knows? Maybe, oh, wow. I'll, maybe I'll fire up a uh, maybe I'll fire up a draft bet over at BetOnline.ag. How, I guess my question would be: I lied. How quickly? You know, like everybody thought it was going to be Darnold number one, right? And now the last couple of days, there have been all kinds of talk that's going to be Josh Allen. How quickly do you guys change the the odds based on, you know, the latest rumor? You know, it, the draft is very it's it's a very unique event and it's very challenging. I mean, it, I've been doing this for probably twelve years, NFL draft, and every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I said, but that means those red numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger because it is it is a, a, a challenge for the guys. You know, there's not as much science into it. You know, your blogs and mock drafts and rumors, and half these rumors are BS. And 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 you know, it's almost like the player. Like somebody was asking me the other day on Twitter and. He's like, well, doesn't, you know, the player, don't you guys have the same rumors? And I'm explaining to them. It's like, you know, it's, these guys are managing all these other props too. They're not on these NFL mock drafts all day looking at rumors or everything. So, you know, uh, you know, somebody, somebody with some kind of, you know, Mayock can come out with his mock draft or something and have Josh Allen number one, or there's some big rumor that he's flying into, you know, a city or whatever to work out for a team. And, and we're not on we're not on top of that as much. You know, it's not coming up on the Don Best screen or something. So our guys aren't moving right away. You know, they so players can be getting that information before we are. Um, so it so it is a challenge, man. It's this NFL draft. It's 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 almost one of those events. If you break even, you know, we're high fiving each other because it it just because of that. The, the players and you know, there's junkies, man. There's people that love the NFL draft out there, like myself, that are just paying attention to this stuff every day and. Then when they can make money on it and they, you know, they have the information pretty much as fast as we do, if not faster, when they're just concentrating on that 100 percent. Well, you know, it's a, it can be a plus EV for the players. So, Dave, would it be fair to say that you've got your your specialty guys red flagged? So it's almost like a situation where you take a bet from two of these guys on Josh Allen to go number one. Josh Allen could be like plus 350. You might move him right to plus 180 and just wait for all the money to come in from the public on the other guys because these two guys have told you, hey, there's a much better chance than what the market realizes that Allen's going to go one. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, we discussed this during the regular season, uh, NFL, that uh, we had that ticker, you know, bets coming in, big bets. 
and sharp bets. And these guys you know, are highlighted in red. These guys are long-term winners. They're getting the best of the number, you know, the sharps. And when these guys bet, you know, these, these guys aren't betting for entertainment. These guys are betting because they think they have an advantage. So when they bet, it doesn't matter if it's on a Monday night football game, the Super Bowl, or some freaking soccer league that I've never even heard of before, or the NFL draft, or whatever, tiddlywinks. When they're betting, we're moving. So 100%, that, that, that's, that tool, we're using that. It doesn't matter if it's the Super Bowl, the NFL draft, or whatever. When that guy's betting, we're listening, and we're moving right away. Dave, you are the man. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Excellent, excellent stuff, as always, from our guy, Dave Mason. While we're talking about Dave Mason, why don't you head on over to betonline.ag if you haven't already. Use promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit to earn a 50% welcome bonus, up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. Look, they've been servicing U.S. bettors for two decades. This is not a fly-by-night operation. They've got the best live betting software that I've seen. You can also get a 100% poker and casino bonus if that's your thing. But if betting the games is your thing, that's cool. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. It is that easy. Again, promo code even money at betonline.ag. That'll do it for this week's edition. We will, of course, be back next week. For those of you that love learning about different things, Fantasy Feast with Evan Silva is always great to have more knowledge dropped. If you're into the draft and you think you might want to bet on the draft, I suggest binge listening to Fran Duffy and I on the College Draft Podcast. And, of course, you can also listen to the breakdowns with Greg Cosell and I on Thursday's edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. All good stuff for you there. Other than that, uh, I think we're done. You guys know about the Amazon banner ads, I think, over at the website. That's a good way if you want to ask Steve a question. Um, Apple Podcast rankings, always huge for us and much appreciated as are those of you that download it multiple times on multiple devices. I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money, whatever you're betting on these days. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.